It's your boy, Super Duper here, man. Shout out to Not Politically Correct. God damn it. Coolest podcast in the fucking world. Cooler than who? Yeah. (laughs) Not Politically Correct. About Idris Elba? No. Playing, uh, Dead Shot. Dead Shot? Yeah. What's that? From Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad? Like Will Smith isn't doing it anymore, so. Which I'm more. Really? Dis- I'm more disturbed by that because why not? Like, I don't know. I already was a scheduling issue because he got some other movies he got to make, so. But I mean, like, bro, they can't. They would. Well, you're I gonna mean, get a check. Dead Shot. Will Smith was is more. Humorous than Deadshot actually is, as far as his persona. Yeah. He does make some jokes, but he's more serious, like, yeah. I'll kill you right now type of thing. So I think Idris Elba is a good fit for it. Um, I thought Will Smith was a little too comical, too in, you know, men in black type shit. You right, know what right, I mean? right, right, right. So it was like, he, he he's funny, but I don't really take him serious in that role. Like, in another role, yeah, I'm dead, you know what I'm saying? But in that role, I just didn't feel like he fit all that well. Like, he was a bad, but no, he's white. Mm-mm. He's white, I believe. Yeah. Not that it matters. I was just wondering, because they, cla- be. they, they cast another black man to take the role. To yeah, yeah. The role. and I was thinking about that, too, because I'm like, I would say, like, I don't want to be that guy, because, like, when people are all up in arms, like, why is Annie black? I'm like, who cares? But now I'm like, you know, when it comes to comic books, I'm like, well, this, you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, certain things I understand, and, you know, they do, they're always trying to... to Redo things, re, yeah. re, uh, bring them back to the present, re-evolutionize, um, right, and mm-hmm. make it more relevant to today's era. Yeah. The thing with, um, and you know, people always would always talk about, you know, how um, the first superhero, you know, was not um, Black Panther as far as black people. Right. You know, you had Blade, you had Spawn, who was kind of an antihero, but he was still a hero. Yeah. Um, both played by by black uh, actors. But Black Panther was the first time that um, he wasn't seen as, like, this murderer or this evil presence. Right. And he had to prove his heroism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He was a king. He was a king. He took care of a people. um, It was kind of like a Spider-Man with angst or, like, Batman, like, I'm not going to kill kind of thing. Right. But he he had... you know, it was it was mainly <laughs> a black movie, and it was you know it's the representation thing. Like you don't have to be or have to start off as, ha- having a dark past or being um, 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 having your parents die for this or being some type of evil creature in order to be a hero. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. It it promotes p- positive, pure <clears throat> black vibes, and that's what people was like. Well, you know, you, you guys had other movies. Da, 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 da. But not on this caliber, not on this you level. Guys, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dang. that's how the conversation. You that's know, how y'all talk about us. No, the thing is, um, I, I, um, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of Vlad TV, um, and he had Michael Jai White up there, um, and he was talking about the the inherent racism in um, in Hollywood and in, in movies and things of that nature, and how 
they would look at him like, yo, man, you were super dope. Do you know any white cats who can do what you can do? Damn. And he was like, why don't you just cast me? And I'm like, you know, no. Do, do you know any? And then, like, he was like blown back. Like, the fuck? Like, I can really rip your throat out, but I'm so shocked that you would say some shit like this because I'm perfect for the role, but I'm not perfect for the role. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of like that whole um, girl thing. Like, oh, I wish I could find somebody like you right. type of bullshit. Well, who's more like me than me? Right, 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 right. That's cute, but stay in your right. lane type stay of thing. Stay in not you. You know what I'm saying? But the inherent racism and, you know, uh, the things that, and the hoops they'd have to jump in through in order to be cast for this movie. Like, uh, if you wear a dress, then cool. Or if you act like this character, then, oh, yeah, we'll cast you, but you can't be the main dude. Like, you know, you can do all the, the good stuff, you know, but you can't be the main dude. If you know somebody who, you know what I'm saying? Right. You right. can be the sidekick. Right. Mm. Might get some time. Right. Actually, you could coach the main dude. Right. right. <laughs> you could be the actor coach. Yeah, that shit too. That oh. job pays well. <laughs> Episode 19. It's you. <laughs> so, McCoy. How Wait, was, are you recording? Yeah, we, we have been. We're in six minutes. Um, See, I didn't know. Yeah, he yeah. just always not politically correct. Wait, wait, really? <laughs> See, and this is why you gotta have more bass in the damn song. Right? It's not a banjo playing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see, so all this needs to get cut out. Show you, honey. Beans and disease team. So, um, you, you had a, a week to like think things over. Great. Uh, how how was the length? Are you still confused? Shady, great. I, I, dirty, <laughs> Let's give him some time to think about that. All Welcome right. to episode that nineteen. Pause, I see. <laughs> Welcome to episode nineteen of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova-KPZ. Yeah. Yeah. Because last week you are like, oh, I thought there was a 414, but I guess not. Fuck Milwaukee. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Grizzlies and six and shit. Grizzlies and six. But that's where you can find me. Cleveland oranges. You can... Interact with us on our Facebook group, Not Politically Correct Podcast. And when we start doing events and stuff, our page is NPC Podcast. Until then, I guess you can find the page and like it. In St. Louis. Yeah, I, I guess, if you want. <laughs> yeah. McCoy. Well, <clears throat> this is already an interesting start. It's your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Young Splash Guy. A.K.A. No Cap Charlie, A.K.A. Doped Up Danny, A.K.A. Smooth Job Johnny, A.K.A. Hallway Jones. Cause, Cause your bitch might make me a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Um, you can actually find me uh, on Snapchat and Twitter at uh, Rimmelcoy KPZ, and you can also catch me on. Uh, whoa, stop! I lied to you. Snapchat is actually Rimmelcoy Rebel. Instagram and Twitter are Rimmel Quick KPZ. So if you tweet, if you are a twat, um, please find me there. <laughs> you twat a lot. Uh, <laughs> please find me there. You guys are really like making me practice my editing ability. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going to start. Welcome to episode 9. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Russ the Barman, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Universal, aka Russ the Bus. Hey. Hey, Teddy Russ. Hey. And your social media handles? Um, well, you can find me on Snapchat at E C K Z R A Y D E T. Um, Twitter is actually E C K Z underscore R A Y D E T. And then Instagram is Candid Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. And where's your first stop? Fuck your things are hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, phonetically. <laughs> Weezy up, baby. <laughs> and the F is for phonetic. Ah. <laughs> Teddy Russ and the F is for phonetically and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the Y is for phonetically. Cody, your stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> they some real niggas. <laughs> McCoy voice. <laughs> Cody, aka Brody, aka Ghost, aka Nickname Nathaniel, aka Navajojo. Yeah. AKA Danger. Cause okay. I'm done watching Spider Man and watched Han Solo for the first time last night. So it's pretty dope. We were talking about that earlier. You were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Where can so, I find you? No, I didn't say uh Corson. That's where the Jedi Temple is. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's hallway tip for you. <laughs> this might be a file zip. Might be a light tip. No. <laughs> CD record and damn near everything. But no, I, I gave it like a seven or eight out of ten. Mm. And it's but like, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. But they definitely try to make it geared towards today's generation or like everybody now it so wasn't what, like there were a lot of them doing drugs in the back <laughs> no I mean <laughs> Han Solo was popping perks <laughs> well there were plenty of parties and gambling so maybe Han Dolo Han Dolo <laughs> Solo Dolo no he <laughs> there's just there. some parts that I thought like some comedic parts that they could have done without like it's too much like stick mm. to Star Wars and then there's like this female robot on there that was a little too human-esque that's hilarious and I like she could have been more robotic or just like not been involved or I don't know but it was pretty good overall I liked it a lot and they did like go back to referencing like the original films like showing how Lando lost the Millennium Falcon to Han in that mm-hmm. gambling bit mm-hmm. that was pretty dope how you uh, ran the uh, what you call it and the Kessel Run yeah Kessel Run in 12 except for he said 12 <laughs> but it was less than 12 in the original mm-hmm. this is what happens when you're uh, Play co-host plays. Uh, are too big of Star Wars enthusiasts and you do not know so you just assume and you smile at them oh man you know I know some Star Wars stuff when y'all start saying like these little right, duck off places thing, they, they <laughs> ran into Flav and Clave it's, it's a running gag in like the entire series yeah. so yeah. but like let's just real quick okay. cause it still bugs me Parsec is a distance not time mm. measure of distance not measure of time yeah bucks and five what? Your mom. <laughs> what is that in front Did she give a call me Asian? What is it? McAllen. It's, it's a scotch. <laughs> Ian McAllen? He played Gandalf. And Magneto. Alrighty. Uh, On the sports. Sporty boards. <laughs> so I, It's funny. We're trying to focus so hard that our transitions are all fucked. <laughs> hey, speaking of timers. <laughs> Good thing we have an engineer to edit this stuff to make it sound smooth. Din, 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 din. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start randomly singing. Our smooth job. No, but... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> I'm blue, da woody, da woody. Oh, really? Did you just break out blue jeans? Are you, is he okay? <laughs> is he okay? Is he okay? Oh. Is he cold? Are you good? I'm turning red. I thought I had hair on my chest. I guess it's not. Death on your beard. Oh. <laughs> Holy it's hell. It's not bad at all, G. <laughs> I should have brought the uh, the peach um, crown. You should have brought the peach yeah, crown. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Damn, <laughs> your shit, Russell. Come on now, get it Came in here looking OG as fuck and then bringing the crown. Oh, brought a goddamn uh, cafe cup and shit. <laughs> right and water. Right and water. Healthy ass. Right. To healthy hey, ass. Here. I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. Fuck all you. We just love the buses. Stay where you at. Right. Bring the liquor next time. Goddamn. Listen, that. I just want to see my toes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind being fluffy, but I just see my toes. like his belly. Shouldn't have gave this nigga no liquor. He gonna be it's right. <laughs> I really think I accidentally got high the other night because I was taking at like two o'clock. I took some Dayquil, and then like at the at night I had like two or three beers, and I'm just. We're on the bed, like, show, watching, like, YouTube videos and stuff like that. And I'm just geeking so bad. Oh, I'm like, I think I'm... Uh, anywho. <laughs> Bucks in five. Speaking of things to edit. Sell sports. Yeah. <laughs> Cody looks like Drake Bell. I gotta edit that. That might be sad. <laughs> Man. Why? Who's Drake Bell? Drake From and Drake Josh. And Josh. Oh, okay. Ha. <laughs> his, his eyes were so low that we had to say who where it was from to really understand. Like, all right, man. <laughs> like, hey, if, if I had to look like any Drake, I'd rather it be Bell. Get you, you look familiar, face ass. Right. <laughs> Do I know you? you guys didn't hey, man, Don't I know you? <laughs> okay. Call me all way this shit. <laughs> Fuck Drake. All right. Uh, all right. Sports. Sports. Aubrey Graham. Take seven. Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Drake. We're going to call this episode when Cody got drunk and shit. Just... <laughs> There's one sip in your Oh, really? Here you go. Ah! Fuck that, G. It's like you alley hooped it into your own dick. <laughs> Actually, it was my right nut. Thank you. <laughs> fucking do red disappears. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Yo, you can't. Half the pot is going now. That's all right. Oh boy. <laughs> Yo, all we did was our intro. We haven't even started sports yet. He's gonna pause that time. So, sports. <laughs> nuts and five. Wait, nuts. <laughs> Did you say nuts? <laughs> the Denver nuts. All right. Nuts and five. <laughs> Not politically correct. <laughs> Not politically. <laughs> Not physically connected. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to ask for that, but I, I'm afraid you're gonna throw it at my nuts. No, 
Yo, I threw it at his chest and he smacked it down on his right nut. Like, I don't know why he can't catch. Okay, that was on purpose. But I tossed him the So glass. remember when I said Saint Louis? It was just a delay that I'm gonna throw this at you. <laughs> Alright, um so this past week, um the Milwaukee Bucks acquired Pau Gasol. I was pretty hyped about that because he obviously got a few championships under his belt with uh, Kobe at the Lakers. Um, at the Lakers. <laughs> at, yeah. Sorry. So, what is... He's playing or he's coaching? Yeah. No, he's playing. <laughs> he's up. He's still in the league, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, shit. He said Kobe, and when I think Kobe, I think old. So... Oh. I think greatness, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. This but since, like... He has championships. He's really good, you know, all stuff. But I don't know if it's a team chemistry thing, but since we acquired him, we lost back-to-back games for the first time this season. We lost two games in a row. Damn. Now we're still, like, hmm. number one overall in the league and stuff like and that. And kick like, his ass off. Oh. He bench him. Now. Right, exactly. I th- I'm giving him time. Like, it's he a new player adjustment. Play, right. You know, play. Hit him in the nuts with the guy down. Right. Yeah, he's Spanish, so maybe that has to do with something. I don't know. Single day miles coming up is just like. Yeah, the Hellman's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is that Spanish or just Mexican? Yo, no, you... look, I, I get it. He's a Spaniard. He's, he's actually Spanish. Thank you for actually knowing. What it, I live in New York. Sorry, this is totally off topic. Sports. No, like Hispanic. Yeah, I get yeah. It. I live in New York. Be like, yo, I'm Spanish, bitch. You're Puerto Rican. You know, you just speak Spanish. You're not Spanish. A Spanish person is from Spain. You bitch. Whore, like... You're white, and you took half a semester of. <laughs> All right. I'm just Spanish. Oh, I'm hungry. Um, what was I gonna? Oh, uh, the... <laughs> off topic. Where's this timer again? There's a <laughs> resume. There's a movie with what's his name, Sean Connery, and he plays like a Spanish guy. So he's like on this canoe and he's, but he has his own ex, Scottish accent. He's like, tis I, but a lonely Spaniard, you know. <laughs> like, I just think that's goofy as fuck. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> Bucks in five. So, I'm just going to switch off of uh, the Bucks every quick. Uh, Steelers in five. So, uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> so, there's a lot of speculations of where Antonio Brown was going to go and, you know, he almost went to Buffalo, but then he spilled the beans about it, so Buffalo's like, er, nah. Uh, and then everyone's like, oh, is he going to go to the pack? And I'm like, that would it. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, but, I, you know. Dog. All right, but. Last night. Last night, he, uh. He kind of leaked on a Instagram post or live video, something like that, awesome. that he is going, thank you, uh, to, to the Oakland Raiders. Don't you mean Las Vegas Raiders? Yes, thank you, McCoy. Backing me up, pause. Uh, but yeah, so, the Las, man, it's weird to say Las Vegas in football. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get used to that for a long minute. Vegas Raiders and shit. It seems right though. Vegas. Seems yeah, like that actually sounds like a yeah. Vegas Raiders. Yeah, just saying Vegas shit, yeah, but the whole Las Vegas is like. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, Vegas Raiders, LV Raiders, yeah. <laughs> the VO Raiders. <laughs> Louis Vuitton Raiders. <laughs> Oakland. Raiders. Louis Vuitton Raiders. Oakland, California ain't no city like this. All right. Oh, we're but so yeah. good at focusing. Bucks and five. It's so, crazy. When we try to focus more, we actually are far less focused because we're like, mm, 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 like we're like want to say something, we're not saying it. 
Let's not focus. Fuck it, whatever. This would be a horrible podcast. Nobody cares about This is semi semi not sports related. Giannis tweeted. Focus. No, no, no. no, no. He said Giannis. 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 I did the Google. Uh, so he tweeted the other day. Where can I watch Game of Thrones? You rich nigga, wherever you want to. Like, right, dude. Right, what just the buy fuck? Like, so, someone said, like, millionaire trying to save a couple bucks. I'm like, well, that's how you stay rich. You save money. You know, like but I thought it was funny that the first two comments I see, HBO said, bruh. And then Hulu said, Hulu has HBO, dot, 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 and live sports. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to get Like, wow. Shout out to Hulu. Oh, speaking of Hulu. Speaking of Hulu, I was hey, watching YouTube like- <laughs> the other day. And um, what YouTube is starting to do is they insert random commercials in there, movie trailers, TV trailers. Music videos. Uh, huh? Music videos is commercials, too. Yeah, music videos are commercials and everything. So I don't watch a lot of regular TV. It's very rare that I actually turn on the TV for watching news or sports or something like that. A lot of times I'm streaming. Anyways, on YouTube. Just like R. Kelly. Saw. Wait, he's streaming piss. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm streaming data from the interwebs. <laughs> data. <laughs> data. <laughs> but anyways. From the interwebs. Uh, every goddamn syllable. <laughs> Hulu has a dope-ass show called, or is it a movie? It's either a movie or a show called The Act, I want to say. And it's about a... Is it Whoopi Goldberg? No, it. I, I don't know if Whoopi's in there. It's, it's but imagine um, Eminem's mom feeding him drugs and making him to believe he's sick i forget what the name of that illness is post syndrome munchal syndrome i don't know he said it in a rap song never could pronounce it meningitis yeah it's based on that this chick is uh mother feeds her daughter these drugs makes her think that she's disabled sick blah 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 eventually this girl meets a dude and I guess he inspires her to stop taking as many drugs and she realizes that she's okay which causes a conflict between the mom and the daughter because the mom's like you're not trusting me anymore the daughter's like you're fucking me over and then the daughter ends up killing her mom and ends up on trial and that's kind of where the trailer it leads off because she's kind of in tears in front of a stand like "Eh." she's in the right but legally it's wrong kind of exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That had nothing to do with nothing. You just mentioned Hulu, and I thought it was a dope uh, trailer. Now all I have is cleaning up my closet in my head. Like now I'm just wrapping those. I'm sorry, mama. Dude, he's snapping his mama. Oh, victim of Munch Munch Housing. I think it was a Munch Housing. My whole life I was made to believe I was sick when I wasn't. Until I grew up, now I blew up and it makes you sick to your stomach, doesn't it? Sorry. Yeah, I think that's. The whole time I'm rapping it in my head, I'm looking at you, I'm like, man, is this how he feels about his mom? No, but your mom's nice. But your mom's nice. You dirtbag. I know, your mom's nice. I'm just, it's, dude. I, he calls you Asian every half a second. This is for you, bro. You attack Mama Record. I, I know, I'm attacking It's okay to attack entire races, but leave mamas out of it. All right, so speaking of which, though. Uh, Damn, are you switch up on me? I'm your nigga. Damn, what do you know, dog? <laughs> Mama Recourse said, uh, so she sent me this picture. It said, here's a new hashtag challenge for all you bored teens. Take a photo of an area that needs some cleaning or maintenance. Then take oh, a photo after you've done something about it and yeah. post it. 
And she said, how about at the end of the pod, add a cast challenge. Get recognized for starting a new positive community involvement challenge per the pod. Who said that? My, my. <clears throat> well, I, I kind of always do that. Yeah, I was going to say it was like supporting black businesses. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of yeah, businesses in general. Like just, But I just name a few that I know personally who um, really try and keep the money circulating in the community. And just, they provide dope, dope items and dope services. Yeah, we are failing so hard on focus. Mm-hmm. What else you got for sports? Fuck Ja Rule, fuck Drake. Speaking of, of music. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> How you guys doing today? Um, <laughs> well, we got a quiet storm. Ella, Ella. That's the real that make you feel like that. Um, so, my my <coughs> question for the general public population today is: Oh yeah, Facebook Live it throughout throughout the history of uh, the rap culture, the rap game, rap culture. We've always had things that were like a stamp. You know what I mean? Like throughout rap, if a nigga, if somebody like Dre or Jay Z signed you to a label or co-signed you, you knew he was on. Went. When M and and M and Dre signed uh, Fifty Cent, they co-signed him. You knew he was on. So my question to y'all now, today in 2019 is: Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Goddamn, Mark. Go. Okay. So what up, gang, gang, gang? All right. So, like I said, in rap, throughout the years, we've had uh, different things that would make it make you believable to the people. So things that would make you on, like if if Dre or Jay Z signed you to the label. The Rockefeller aftermath. That was your that was your stamp. That's how we knew you was coming with some shit. You know, if you got in the source, if you got the unsigned hype column, that's how we knew you were coming with some shit. That's how we knew you were official. Uh, so my question to y'all is today in the year 2019, is the double freshman cover the stamp of approval? Is that how you know a nigga or a female is really coming with some shit? Is that how you know a motherfucker is really finna, finna knock your socks off with some shit? You feel what I'm talking about? Like I feel like, I feel like at this point it has it has grown to that. My second question to y'all is, if that's the truth, what's your favorite freshman cover? Now the reason I ask that question is because we've had tons of freshman covers. We have like ten or eleven at this point. I think this is the the eleventh. No, twenty seventeen was year ten. I think. Um, but here's the thing. The first freshman cover we don't realize had Lupe Fiasco on it. It had fucking Crooked Eye. It had Young Dro. It had uh, Plies on there, which Plies ain't been good. He didn't, Plies didn't start getting good to me to 2015, but that's a whole other story. All y'all like old Plies. I like, I like current day Plies. Like current day Plies is amazing. Um, so there are all these different freshman covers. Oh nine was oh nine was fu- that was the second year actually because oh shrimp Plies <laughs> that guy. So oh uh, nine, which is actually the second cut because the first one came in late oh seven. Oh nine. Had was the first one. Where it was like was it was the second year. Like it was the second year, and they were like, "We're gonna make this a thing. We keep doing." It. And they had Asher Rock. It had Weak Ass Wale. Mm-hmm. It had Ace Hood. It had Kid Cudi. It had fucking uh uh uh. Um, Charles. Yeah, Wale. It had Wale, Kid Cudi, Corey Guns, Blue, Asher Rock. Uh um. Ace Hood was on there. Did you guys see Kid Cudi got a new chain? I did see that. Shout out Ben Baller. Yep. I like it. Um, so there have been a couple of different pinnacles throughout, like a couple of different like stamps, and and I'm gonna tell you like this, honestly, 
if you look at the ratio of people who've been on the freshman cover and 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 become great, Double XL actually has a high percentage. I, I like if you. I want to maybe go back and like do some crunch some numbers and maybe do like uh and do like uh uh, uh take all the people who's ever been on freshman cover because I think it's been 105, 104, 105 people at this point. I want to take all the people who's ever been on the freshman cover. And I want to crunch numbers and see anybody that's been that's won platinum or anything like that, and see because because honestly, going back to all of the freshman covers, Double XL has a pretty high success rate. Future was a freshman. Future. Kendrick was a freshman. J Rock, Schoolboy Q, and Abso freshman. Logic freshman. Like uh, Joey Badass freshman. Like Angel Hayes fresh. Like people who. Done some shit like Chance the Rapper, freshman. Ty Dollar Time was a freshman. Like, they got a pretty solid track record of people being successful. Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky. Mm-hmm. Fucking Davey. Lil Uzi. Lil Yachty. Kodak. 21. 21. Kodak Black. These are, like, you might have a couple people on the cover who never do, like, Fred. Oh my God, Fred the Godson. I really wish. Like, he was on the cover with Kendrick in 2011. Lil, Lil B. And I really wish that he was. I really wish he would have came. Freddie guys, I love you, New York rappers. Anybody that know me know I really should have been from like Queens or some shit. That nigga was so fucking nasty with this shit, bro. He got this one line where he like breaks down like I think like the weight of cocaine or like kilos and shit. He like keeps saying like thirty six O's or some shit. It's fucking. I'm gonna have to go back. I haven't listened to it in like a good seven eight years, but it's. I gotta go back and pull it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post that for this one. But I just wanna know like what are y'all like favorite freshman covers? Like who do y'all? Because for me, I'm gonna I'm start. I'm gonna start. For me, it is uh, the 2014 cover. It had more... There are crazy good people on all the covers for me. But 2014 had a high number of people that I consider... It had two of my top five in there. It had Jaron Benton, and it had Chance to Rap on there. It also had Isaiah Rashad. It also had Ty Dollar Signs. It also had August Alcina. It also had Troy Ave. It had Kevin Gates. It had fucking... Um, um, Vic Mensa. Vic Mensa was a dog. 2014 was fucking nasty in terms of lyrical power. Like, 2014 was fucking ridiculous, dog. Uh, uh, it had Lil Bibby on there, and I remember Lil Bibby was, they were doing the freestyles, right? They actually had 12, they called, they called them the Dirty Dozen because they had 12 people that year. And I remember Vic Mensa was freestyling, he was doing his shit, right? Or not, not Vic Mensa, Lil, B- Lil Bibby was freestyling, he was doing his shit. And Dirk was on there, too. Lil Dirk was on that motherfucker, too. Uh, Lil Bibby's freestyling and he's freestyling with like people like Jaren Bennett who's fucking cold and shit. He's freestyling with these niggas and uh, he say some shit like, yeah, I got the cover of Double XL. Why I gotta be on there with them? And he pointed back to the rest of them niggas and them niggas and it was so rap. It was so hip hop because them niggas instead of instead of being like, what this nigga dissing? When he was done, Jaren Benton walked up to him like, hey nigga, that was fire because that was some rap shit to do. That was mad. That was mad hip hop. Twenty fourteen is my favorite cover. Twenty fourteen, so I'm gonna. Put it out there to the people, to y'all, and to my co-hosts. What is y'all favorite freshman cover, and who's on there? I'm like, why? Like, why do y'all, you know what I'm saying? And also, do y'all find it to be a stamp? Because I think, at this point, the freshman cover, there's no bigger stamp. You can be signed to Dre, but people who signed to Dre still need to get the freshman cover. Like, uh, 2016, they had Anderson Pop. I think him being on the, him being signed to Dre is important. Him being on the freshman cover is what put him in front of a lot of people's faces, and it made him be like, oh, shit, damn, like... I don't have a favorite cover because I don't read the magazine, but I would say that I do know about the, the the freshman cover, and sometimes I do look forward to it because I do enjoy the freestyles and all. Right. But um, 
I, I guess it would be a stamp because, like you said, it puts unknowns into the known. And that's what could get you to check them out. Like, oh, shit, that freestyle was cold. Let me see what this man has to work with. Oh, this this was dope. Let me see what she has to say, so on, uh, so forth. But I don't have a favorite cover like of just artists that were just dope and they all blew up and that was my shit. I, I don't have a favorite cover. Let me ask you like this. Give me two of your favorite artists right now in rap. Just give me two. Not Doja Cat. Damn. He's a huge he's a, he's Doja Cat. <laughs> yeah, I just got on a Doja Cat. She's dope to look at and to listen to. <laughs> She's Doja to look at that. Um, right. On what, though? Um, favorite rappers to listen to right now to vibe out with is easily J. Cole. Freshman. And Cardi. Really? Cardi was not a freshman, but uh, J. Cole was a freshman, 2010. He was on the he was on the uh, Return of the Hustlers, what they call it. Return of the Hustlers cover had him, Big Sean, mm-hmm. another Nipsey Wiz. Hustle, yeah, J Rock, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz, yeah, Wiz was on that one. Uh, Faison, who mm-hmm. signed the Nas. I don't know if he still signed the Nas. He was signing the Nas. That was. He said who? OJ the Juice Man. OJ was. Twenty ten. Oh, Jay, the yeah. Juke man, and I got stamina. Hey, Tanner, Tanner, Tanner. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs, yep, Jay, yep, dog. Freddie Gibbs was on twenty ten. See, the freshman cover is something else, bro. Because they did like, come on, my nigga, like, really, like, so, Russ, the bus. What's um, your favorite freshman cover? Um, please don't my say twenty fifteen. Favorite, huh? Please don't say twenty fifteen. <laughs> 2015 and 20, 2015 and 2017 were really rough for me. I was like, yo, and and last year. 2015. The only person on 2015 I fuck with is uh, Tink, and Tink and um and uh, uh Vince Vince Staples. Fetty Watt was on there. Dave's Love was on there. Uh, I probably wouldn't talk about 2015 honestly. Um, yeah, no, none of them on 2015. It was really Vince Staples. Shout out to Vince Staples. But to go to your your first question, as far as like, is is it the standard for, um, basically new artists? If you, if you're on the freshman cover, you know you you made it kind of thing. Um, I think it it does. It does have some elitist status to it's it. It's a good advertisement. Um, yeah, great advertisement. I believe it also does it kind of set the tone for what we think the new generation of hip-hop is going to be this year yeah um i think it does that i think it sets the standard i think it also um like he says great advertisement lets you know who the who are the elite i guess right um coming out um so i think it it is something to kind of shoot for something that lets you know who's coming out who's new uh that type of thing as far as my favorite cover um i mean off top Anything that has Lupe on it, I'm I'm down. So like, you're different number like, one. Like Lupe, Lupe has to be my number one, but I don't think that's fair, honestly. So they yeah, had they had young Exu Young Dro on there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They had and that was, that was another thing. Young Dro up there. Uh, they had a, a a pretty good solid team. They also had freshmen. Rich Boy too. Which pretty... <laughs> yeah, I mean I like the one song. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, um, I would say probably either ten or eleven. Um, either the J. Cole, Sean year or the Kendrick year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I fuck with that. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, uh, I was 12 was when I was, when they did 12 was when I was kind of like, Ooh, y'all kind of, you're, 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 try, you're trying a little bit because they have future. And I didn't, I swear to God, I was not a future fan until 2015. It took me years. 
niggas was running around bumping me. I was like, this nigga is bad. <laughs> like, real bad. Like, real life bad. <laughs> and um, I could start seeing some of his influence, too. Like, he came out with 2011. I could start seeing some of his influence, like, 2013, 2014. I was like, oh, niggas is really, they still really start. Like, Rich Homie Kwan. Right. Right. Rich Homie, Rich Homie Kwan was on 2014, too, which I, but he started, he started doing shit, and I could tell niggas was starting to sound like him, like, three, four years later, and I was like, ooh, this gotta not be the thing. So, it was weird. 2012 was when they started, to, they had Iggy, which was okay. They had uh, Future, they had uh, MGK, they had French Montana. They had Hobson on that one. Yeah. Hobson had a dope-ass freestyle. He was like, he basically said some of the same shit Bibby said. He was like, I don't want to do... He basically was on some, I don't do no song with any of these artists and none of shit. I want to freestyle with Like, he was freestyling. He kind of said some shit like, I don't want to do no future with none of y'all or some shit like that. Or none of them, right? It was just dope. And then Future, like, really freestyle, like, actually freestyled. And you could tell, like, it was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> right, right. So. Um, I'm leaning more towards uh, 11, though. Yeah, um, Fred the Godson was on that one. Uh, Big Crit, Meek Mills. Yeah, Meek Mill was on that one too. He yeah. was. Uh, uh, Mac Miller. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Diggy. Diggy Simmons. Diggy. <laughs> Diggy and the, the crazy thing is Diggy Simmons can rap, though. Yeah. Diggy I Simmons just, really get off, dog. Like, him starting off, I was like, eh, all right. But he does have some quality. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, you got a favorite? Um, When was... When was Kendrick? 10? 11. 11? Yeah, I was going to say either 11 or... Because Kendrick. And, or uh, the one with Chainsaw on there. 14. Yeah. It's funny because... So can one artist make... So... He, Russell mentioned anything with Lupe on it, he's probably going to support. Yeah. And that was before saying any other artist on that cover. Cody mentioned K-Dot being on a cover yeah. and disregarded the rest of the artists. I mean, Do you like, like that? Saying just because of them, but like, well, but, that is, but, but, he but, but they carry such weight. Yeah, but I'm saying so. So like, is the question about which cover do you find the best because it had a collective of artists that you actually appreciate, or is that cover your favorite because it has an artist that you've grown to love? Like I said, when I first uh, prefaced it, I'm like, you know, Lupe has that that clout, so. That's not fair. In order to really give the question is just due, I have to give it to ten or eleven. Because yeah. with ten, it was J Cole, it was a uh, Young Dro. And are you judging? Good... Young Dro was on there with Lupe, but ten oh, no, had ten, of them had, ten uh, had Wiz. Uh, Wiz. Had... Yeah, but are you judging that off of what they collectively done? Who, no, collectively, who all? Yeah, was... I think it's collectively. Yeah. yeah. So are you judging that off of what they've done, or where they were when they were freshmen? What they've done, yeah. That's what makes. That's why I said Double XL has a track, a pretty nice track record. If it's people that's been on the cover, I didn't think Future would do anything. Mm. I didn't. I think I thought Future would die out, mm. and they put him on the cover in 2012, and I said, "What?" Yeah, and, and a lot of people you thought who were gonna be great faded yeah. away. And but there are far, and that's the thing. There are far less fadeaways. Mm. There are fadeaways, but there are far less fadeaways. From double XL covers, then there are success. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten, arguably, might be the best cover in terms of success rate because Big Sean, mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa, J Rock, J Cole, J Cole is top. J Cole is top three in the game right mm-hmm. now, along with K Dot and mm-hmm. Drake. Mm-hmm. And then you got, uh, and for me, like the only reason I'm leaving more towards eleven is it seems <coughs> that they're 
they're about equal as far as the number of artists who are successful nowadays. So you still you got Meek Mill up there, Big Crit still doing stuff. Yeah. Um, who else is up there? Um, I was just looking at it. Uh, Will B is on that one. Um, um, Mac Miller. And only and I, and I don't I don't I don't know if I count Mac Miller because it seems like even though he was decent, he his his success his fame skyrocketed once he passed. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think he did get a little bit more fans after the death. Um, I know success wise, he was um, for the for his first like two albums, he was like independent. So he made so much money off them first two. I think first one or two albums, it was like crazy. Then he signed the Warner Brothers and shit. But mm. I've never personally been a Mac Miller. I always thought Mac Miller was cheesy because when and here's and here's the power that the freshman list has. I didn't know who Mac Miller was. I saw him on the freshman cover. I was always going to make the freshman cover for 2011 and he was going to be on and the cover comes out and I said, okay, because I like to give people a chance. I said, okay. I went and I YouTubed Mac Miller and this is why for anybody who wondering why I don't fuck with Mac Miller, he has a freestyle to uh, DMX's, uh, I think it's Get On The Floor. He could have kept that. He could have really, he could have really, Mac Miller, I've heard him rap and he's definitely better than you know, I would say a good eighty percent of the artists in his in his era in his little time in his little time frame. You know, the 2011, 2010, 2011, 2012 come up that because that was we had like a little there was a little renaissance right from twenty twelve to like twenty thirteen. That was a little renaissance of like new hip hop started kind of have like a, a footing a re kind of a because oh eight and oh nine was really bad for rap mm. for me as, as I remember going out to to buy a hip to buy a rap record. I wanted some new rap. Mm. I remember. Wanting to go out and buy a record, and I ended up getting Maxwell's Black Summer Nights because <laughs> I was like, "There's no good, there's no good rap." That was like, "There's no good rap." And this is '09. This is the beginning of the Waka, but it's crazy because you go look back and see what those artists did. And oh well, yeah, '09 you had uh, Wale, Asher Roth, you had Kid Cudi, Asa. Like, yeah, I thought so, Asher Roth was gonna do more. Man, and we all thought. We, we, all, but we, thought they it. kind of marketed him as like. The safe Eminem, though, you know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. Like yep. a college, <laughs> somewhat reserved Eminem. Yeah, because um, he had that sort of same cadence. Yeah, he was he was in school to be a teacher. I think. Mm. Like the, the thing about Asher Roth is this too. Wait, um, he was in school to be a teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Asher Wait, Roth. he got oh, a song called "I Love College." <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Never mind. I was thinking there's a guy named Sam Adams or something like that, and he's who made a, "I Hate College," yeah. which I did before him. Right. But, also, yeah. a really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like that nigga. Um, but, uh, I bought his, uh, Asleep in the Bread Isle, I bought that, that first, that first album, I remember I bought that album, this is back when I was a big weed head for you guys who went about my drugs, I don't really like weed anymore, it's not the drug of choice. You do drugs? Yeah, I don't tell a lot of people, I just keep it to myself. <laughs> um, no, I, like, I bought that, I remember I called it, I didn't go to work or school that day, and I got super chopped, and I just was like, doming blunts back to back to back, listening to, um, to the Asheroff to Sleep in the Bread Isle. Um, and I remember just looking up. It was super sunny that day. It was like April. It was super sunny that day. And I remember listening to this guy. And I'm like, damn, this nigga's nice. It was the only... It was that and... Um, that and Eminem were the only CDs I bought that year. That and Relapse. And... Because um, that was what? Oh, nine? Yeah. That and Relapse were the only CDs I bought that year. And I What are the 20... Man. When does the What's, 2019 cover drop for a source? Uh, Double XL. Whatever. Yeah, them too. <laughs> Uh, we, man, if this has been another show, we'd have to be having a whole hip-hop conversation about how you just disrespected <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Double XL Awards. Um, but this shit, it's usually, it, it's crazy. Double it, XL, double XL. It used to drop, like, the first two months of the year. It used to, it used to be the first two. I myself. 
Easy was in the, like the first two to three months after 09. They did it like in the first couple of months. And then after 2013, it started getting pushed back to like April, May. And now, last year it dropped in June. So like now, the 2019 cover is until mid-year. Okay, so it hasn't dropped yet. Right. It'll be it'll be here like by spring. Maybe it's because they're they're scoping out the mixtapes. They're scoping out Who's projects. Out you right? Yeah. Right. Like you would you would you would hope you would hope though that I mean their cells are basically studios now. You can jump. The shit you did in 2018 <laughs> would would need to be scoped. So you should have been scoping starting in like October November. Like you shouldn't. I feel like it's weird that shit. Anytime anytime after anytime after March, I feel like it's always been weird to me because I'm like this. Half the year's done, so if you're a 2019 freshman... I bet you if Source did it, they'd probably do it in January. <laughs> Get this guy out! <laughs> it's like when they do, like, Grammys or Oscars, you know, so if it's like... When is Jet Magazine going to do with top freshman? Then, like, in the beginning of the year, to recap the it's last really year of all the movies or all the songs and stuff like that, so they should... This is freshman cover, like, these are the new... Artists you should be looking out for that are gonna get big. Yeah. So it should be in the beginning of the year. Like you got this entire this year, year to check this, them out. I'm a 2019 freshman. This is my this is my year. Don't like over. I'm a freshman, <clears throat> but in six months you're gonna forget about me. <laughs> no, I, and I honestly honestly feel like that's what's starting to happen though. Is because they're pushing the cover back to the middle of the year. Now when a nigga becomes a freshman, you got six months because because we started having the freshman nineteen conversation in January. We started have people started saying, so you think I'm gonna be on the cover this year? That them niggas only got six months as opposed to when they were doing it in twenty, I feel like oh nine, twenty. Well that makes <clears throat> even if they drop it in June, that means that all the freshmen they're considering have six months to get a solid body of workout. They have six months to prepare their marketing strategies. They got six months to do everything they can to be the best freshman on the freshman cover, assuming that they know that they're being considered for that cover. So that way, when the cover drops and somebody like me is like, yo, who the hell is Doja Cat? Let me look at this. And then, <coughs> boom. Albums. Okay, now I got some shit to listen to instead of it dropping in January and Doja ain't got shit up. So is it just because of the body of work or is it because of the actual caliber of the artist? I, I would assume it's because of the body of work. They give the freshmen enough time to develop a good body of work, a decent body of work. Cause they say, yo, work with whatever producers you need to work with and get your sound out there. I just thought so. Because I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, it would just be about, you know, the potential of I think this. Is. I think it's impact too. I think yeah. even when the body of work is, especially... Well, yeah, your body of work will have a certain amount of impact on it. That's a given. If your body and of work is trash, you probably aren't going to be considered for the, the cover. The physics of it would be the more body of work you have, the, hopefully the better <clears throat> impact you could... Possibly have. Correct. Somebody that was on the 2013 cover was uh, Trinidad James. Gold all in my watch. That's really all. He had one mixtape. And neighbor, really, neighbor, neighbor. What made... <laughs> table, table, table. Um, what made him, <clears throat> that mixtape, any, any even important was all about everything. Mm-hmm. He had one body of work and he ended up on the freshman cover because that particular tape. So I don't know if his body of work even... Or more because he only had one. He had... One what if they and find a, um, and a rushed mixtape? What if they find the freshman in twenty eighteen and they're like, "Yo, um, Asher Roth, you gonna blow up? Cause you cold, but we need a single that's gonna stick before we can put this on the cover." I don't know. You so know. they have all the freshmen put shit out there, and then when enough of them get a good enough buzz or single yeah. on the radio, then they're like, "Okay, now we can drop the cover." Dog, you know it's crazy. I, I don't know because it used to be. The rules used to be after the first year. Hmm. 
the rules were you cannot have an album out. They started to make rules for it after after really? the Lupe, after the Lupe cover. In order to be a freshman, you couldn't have any official your official album. You couldn't. And now now that's now they've gone back on that over, especially in the last like two years. I feel depending like. on who it is, right? To make the exceptions, right? Right. Like they've gone back on that, especially in the last like two years. But it, but <laughs> Eminem makes twenty nineteen right, right. for the reinvention of Marshall Mathers. This <laughs> is like, a bitch. <laughs> but like, you couldn't. It used to be you couldn't have any albums. You gotta out. be in law school and rap. <laughs> Undergraduate in rap and shit. Right. Right. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like the freshman cover is the stamp, though. I just feel like now it, there are so many different things in hip hop that could make you important. Back in the early in the early moments, it was you being, you know, signed to or being around another artist of importance. Like like Biggie had Junior Mafia. That's how we have Little Kim. That's how we have Little C. You know. Um, uh, uh, Dre signed Eminem. He was the cosign. He was the stamp. You know what I'm saying? Um, so back then it was that. It changed throughout the source coming up in the '90s and shit. It also you had that, and then the source kind of slid in, and also was like you know the unsigned hype column, which I think was real super early '90s, maybe even late '80s. But that was more that was less of a stamp than I feel like being signed to somebody. And then now it's like you make the freshman, you make the double XL freshman cover, you. It, you with it now. That's been for the 2010s and shit. Like, I no. think it'd be dope if XXL followed up and they might, I don't know, maybe I should learn how to read. Probably. <laughs> I think it'd be dope if XXL will follow up the freshman cover with a senior class cover in which it would be the top five rappers of the year. The top five rappers of the current It's called the year. Grammy. Or um, <laughs> kind of go back and, and look at those they... Put on the previous cover. To well, yeah, see where their progress is. They yeah, yeah, that, that would be I think dope. they did that last year because I think I think last year was the it was the twenty seventeen. They got like a sophomore thing too. Uh, it's like not a like not a, like a cover, but they got something like a sophomore thing. They do well. Kind of follow they they've done shit where they like go back into the past, like like well, who did who? Where are they now? Where are they now? Woo-hoo. And they did, and I think they did something. 17 or 18, like I have to look it up and I'll post it for y'all, but they did something where they were like 104, it was like, that's how I knew the number, like 104 artists to be on the freshman cover. You know, what happened and what whoop-de-woo. Mm-hmm. They, they really, where are they now? They really, went, they really went back, I think, in 2017. I think it was 2017. They went back and they looked at that first freshman cover and kind of, you know, which is crazy because that first freshman cover doesn't really have anybody on it that is Superstar success. I mean, Lupe. We know Lupe is important to the. He has culture. a whole song called Superstar. We know he's important. He's important. He's important to the culture. But that first cover doesn't have anybody that's really, like, really six. What? In, in terms of in terms of stamping. Commercial and you know impacts it doesn't really have anybody on it. I know you're about kind of like has reached the, that crossover level. J Cole and Kendrick yeah. and Meek were on ten and eleven. Yeah. Them niggas, you know, are not only a part of the culture, but you can turn on the TV and you might see their face mm-hmm. as one of the niggas in rap. You're not gonna mm-hmm. turn on the TV and see Young Joe right yeah. now. You're gonna see them on all type of stuff. Yeah, you would have years ago. I don't think, but, maybe Lupe, but Lupe maybe, is still yeah, like, you would, relevant now. You still see his face on stuff. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, when Lupe was first coming out, he was marketing and he was advertising. You would see Lupe around just like you're seeing the K-Dots and the J. Coles now. 
give K Dot and J Cole another couple years and see if they're still out. You didn't see Dupe's never been commercially successful like. Well, okay. he had he had the he had the he had the laser lasers. No. Yeah, uh, uh, but he's been featured in a lot of video games too. His music as far as soundtracks, so he's been relevant in other things except uh, besides just the whole rap game, the music game. Um, he's been posted in a bunch of different stuff, and he even gets you know they. Like uh, Dave Chappelle made the joke about you know um, Ja Rule giving his uh, insight on some disaster or whatever. They go to Lupe for stuff like that and post his opinion on diff- in different magazines, newspapers, and stuff like that. So he's still like that big and that relevant, even though like um, I think he was like uh, what did he say? He was saying something about um, fuck. I can't think. I can't think of it now. Um, but they they like look to him as like he's still a guiding light. You know what I mean for the the the, the for hip hop for, for culture in most circles. Like, of course, you got the different brands of of rap and uh, yeah. Who the hell do you like think that. inspired the Kung Fu Kenny? Come on. Now. I mean, now I know. Like, I know Come that. On. Wait, was it I know that Lupe has inspired the culture. <laughs> it was. I'm talking about like when I say I'm talking about commercially success. Like, you really not gonna turn on the Grammys and see. You might not turn on the Grammys now and see like Drake or Kanye because we're like we're big protesters of the Grammys. But I'm saying when I say Lupe is important to rap. We know as rappers. Kendrick knows, and my favorite rapper Absol knows because they like, yo, when Lupe speaks, you be, they know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lupe's important, but I'm saying is commercially, like you're not gonna turn on a commercial. You're gonna, you can turn, you can get a, you can get. Chance, Chance the rapper was on a Doritos commercial recently. Exactly, he was on a Kit Kat. He was in a Kit Kat commercial. Kit Kat. A small white five year old child might know J Cole or Chance or Kendrick. They're not gonna know Lupe. Even they even might. in 2010, <laughs> though. Even in 2010, they might though, especially with the the success of, um, for example, the Tony Hawk video game. Kick Push was all through that fucking, right, uh, yeah. and that's what, why would they put that song on a skateboarding video? Yeah, what the game? fuck is wrong with them? Right. But I'm saying, not like, a, not a date marriage, <laughs> really. <laughs> but looking at the entire song list of that, and they put Lupe up there, like seriously. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. There, well, there could have been a bunch of different other people that could have not, you know. But because he was big. I bet Lupe is very well known. And especially because for the reason I had mentioned earlier with me not watching live TV. I stream a lot of stuff. Kids nowadays, they probably don't watch a lot of TV. On the other hand, they are on YouTube a lot. They are playing video games a lot. They're always streaming and all that other yeah. stuff. So there's probably multiple sources, like Russell was saying, that Lupe is in. Mm-hmm. And Especially the, the video games. He's yeah. really big, like, in the video game scene because he played against uh, uh, Daigo, um, who is, like, a major fighting game head. Like, he is the cat to beat besides Justin Wong in the video Lupe game Lupe circle. Win. And he went. He won. Lupe won. He won against Daigo. He beat him two two rounds. He won. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Lupe Yeah, and so like that spread more stuff, and then you know his sales went up that week and that month. But it's like you know he still makes himself relevant when not trying to be relevant. So my question again to y'all is: Is the freshman cover the stamp? And what's your favorite freshman cover? Let us know. Comment all that good shit, gang. Hey, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> to the bus. To the bus. Really? Getting on the bus. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Man, I went from being worried that my segment was going to be really short and shitty to having a really good dialogue. Thank yeah, you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who's on me? 
So <laughs> that was on me. That's a white shit if you ever I ever seen it. Just. Damn, Colin has the whole oh, conversation. Fuck. As I said, like thirteen words. All right. Oh man. You like I tried and then like uh, no. Pod is now sunburned. Right. Um, <laughs> Peeling shit. <laughs> so aloe vera out. <laughs> I was listening to uh, aloe vera, Allen. Okay. These two cats, um, Abba and Preach, on YouTube. Funny. Hilarious, but they talk about a lot of uh, social issues, uh, and the thing that they brought up was the Gillette commercial. I don't know if y'all seen that. The I boys mean, will be boys. No, I have not. Yeah, that was pretty trash. Uh, you no, know, I didn't see it. Okay, so basically, um, heard about it, <laughs> and a lot of women got pissed off about it. Uh, a lot of men did, and they boycotted it and all sorts of bullshit. My thing was, and they bring up a, a couple of good points about the company about the commercial and it has nothing to do with um the way um the way the commercial is <laughs> is blatantly trying to say that men are responsible for all men um, oh yeah hell yeah um, yeah i remember watching this commercial now yeah and so the video the, the commercial was corny as fuck like it was super super corny i, I laughed through most of the, the commercial because it was just that ridiculous um, the thing is, they brought up, like, ha, 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 I have to be responsible for my actions. Ha, 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 rape residue. <laughs> really? <laughs> the residue of rape conversation. RRC, damn it. I'm going to take the conversation part out. Put that in there. Residue of rape. But one of the main things is um, Gillette uh, supports child labor laws. Um, they also have the pink tax. If you don't know what that means, paint tax, pink, pink, oh. pink tax, where men pay a fraction pink. of what women pay for their same products. So women pay twice as much as men for the same products that they're buying. So you get razor blades from Gillette. Let's say you pay 14 bucks for whatever pack they're selling. Women have to pay $28. So that's funny that you're getting on me about Toxic masculinity, where you were feeding into a company that charges you double for the same project. That's stupidity number one. <laughs> uh, stupidity number two is just like in, Sorry. just like with femininity, men cannot determine what that is for women. Women cannot determine what masculinity is for men. It just doesn't work. There, we sh- you shouldn't be in on those conversations. Just like we should be in on those conversations that saying to you um the main thing is that the commercial kind of forces men to be responsible for all men and not just for our actions we we don't necessarily have and people were getting well there were i'm pretty sure they were mostly conservative men they were pissed off Mm -hmm. about the commercial because they were told that they had to be responsible for other men's actions and there was something like that, and the women were jumping on like, "Yo, why? Why does that make you mad that the commercials telling you to look out for your fellow man and say, look, dog, stop being rapey.' But no, do that. that's that's not what the commercial is saying. No, that's not what it's saying. If you watch the commercial, it's not saying, "Yo, hold your hold your cats accountable for their actions." It's not saying that. It's saying that you personally have responsibility to make sure that the men are behaving, and that's not my that's not my fucking role. That's not my fucking job. Hmm. Um, I have enough trouble as it is to not be this all-inclusive black male that 
<laughs> society is trying to paint me as. You know what I mean? Like, I have to be, uh, make sure I don't wear certain clothes. I have to make sure I walk a certain way, don't be out at a certain time. Like, yeah, Marquette High taught you to be a man for others. <laughs> they also, never mind. Uh, <laughs> were you touched? <laughs> no. Uh, were you? By an angel? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. And them niggas knew better. Right. <laughs> no, that's crazy. So just real, real quick sidebar. My mom thought that like I was going to get touched because I it was never my parents' idea or my mom's idea for me to go to an all guy school. My dad wasn't around, so it didn't matter. Um, I wanted to go. And my mom was like, those Catholic priests be touching and like, what are they? And I'm like, first of all, damn near a grown ass man. I'm 14, mama. I'm 14, mama. They ain't gonna touch me. Like. Right, right, right. You can hike up your pants and then carry your little lunch bag out the door. But the funniest, Goddamn. The funniest thing about Marquette is that. It was it had women there all the time, shadowing, being in class, just right. walking around the. Do you <laughs> know the school. craziest shit? When one time I saw a group of, of bitches from like another, like wow. they're probably St. John's. They're called females. Uh, they're not called women. females either because they don't like to be called their scientific anatomy. We should mm-hmm. lie this. Well, if they don't like it, then they shouldn't be females. Okay. Right. Element OP. Element OP. You are what you eat. All right. All Wait right. a second. Their dicks. <laughs> all right. Uh, um. <laughs> They may be no. Uh, 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 so what kind of there are you saying? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I, uh, right, right. There, exactly. dicks. E R E. They're eating their own dicks. <laughs> um. So <laughs> what? You're okay, so E I. No, I g- forgot you can't read. <laughs> you good? Remember next time. Um, you good? So no, I remember why, oh, there was a group of young ladies. Uh, they were like from another school. Hey, they man. came here and they were like, "God, are they rich at this school?" Yeah, bitch, we are. Yes, bitch, we are. <laughs> yes, bitch, we are. Uh, yes, bitch, we are. Yes, bitch, we are. Scholarship, home. Scholarship, home. Yes, bitch, we are. These are Russ and shit. Golden blue. Bitch, we too smooth. We richer than you. School with some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't work. We ain't wearing clean shoes. <laughs> right. Never go to. <laughs> we. Why did they not? Whatever. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but you know, it was crazy because people were getting like really triggered about this commercial, and I found it hilarious because one, um, I'm not responsible for. Like men, like you know, of course I'm a keep you know look. Um, as far as making women feel comfortable um, around you know around me, you know that's my responsibility. Look, this is what it is. This is what it ain't. Um, knowing how to respect boundaries, knowing how to be just a decent fucking human being. You right. Know what all right. Mean? So say we're all out partying. Mm-hmm. All get smashed. We're drunk as fuck. For whatever reason, you're probably more sober than us. And you see one of us. Fiji water and his coffee from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. It's the Fiji water for sure. Um, but you see one of us um, about to disrespect a female in some kind of way. Like we're, we're trying to pull her to dance with, force her to dance with us, or we're making an unusual advancement towards a female. Would you step in and be like, yo, cut that shit out? Or would you just be like, well, you're a grown ass man. You'll deal with that tomorrow. <laughs> Depends on. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> Is she going? Look at that. Right. 
I mean, the thing is, that's you have a friend. The <laughs> thing, are they going? Like, are you helping me out, nigga? Damn. Because I'm too smooth. <laughs> like, what I would try to do is reinforce some. Fuck you. Okay, like, look, like, okay, look, Joe, you being a little too rapey, fam. Like, you need to pull back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? She might actually be into you, but she might just not want to dance right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's go get you a shot, da da da, and, you know, pull you and try to defuse the situation. But at the same token, um, Am I responsible for that nigga? You know what I'm saying? If if it's one of y'all, and I'm like, yo, this ain't a good look for you, I'm going to step in. If it's a stranger, I'm going to still step in, but my actions might be a little Ooh, less... Very less... Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I less, get like... Probably less courteous, honestly. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, yo. No. Yo. What the fuck going on here? You know what I'm saying? Or I would uh, um, make the proper... Uh, or, Bring notification to the proper authorities. You know, if we're in a club, bouncer, yo, hey, this cat is not, you know, maybe he need to sit down or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's too under the influence to really be making the right decisions. But I don't feel like I'm responsible to teach him what it is that he's supposed to do about, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. But you will step in and stop him, though. Right. You would at least stop him. Because men, because, yeah, because as men, what we're kind of defined into doing is being that superhero, honestly. Like, we're... um, Nowadays, it's being more integrated as far as like our um, our law enforcement, firefighters, our military. I'm trying but, to save the damsel in distress. Right. And I don't want to be suckered into that paradigm. Yeah. But what I if also you see want to... Female in distress. Fuck them. <laughs> what if it was a dude who was making an unusual or sexual advancement on another dude? If I know the cat, or if I can tell that, um, you know, you know, it's not what that one dude is, you know, if I'm near, of course, I'd still be like, yo, hey, y'all might want to check this situation out. I don't think this is going down right. Because that's not my role in the club. I'm not the, the club You're police. You're not the bouncer. I'm yet. not the fucking bar police. You know what I mean? Like, they have proper people in the place <laughs> I'm not to do the that shit. Bar you know what I mean? <laughs> so you would feel equally obligated whether it's a male or a female. Right. A male advancing on a female or a male advancing on a male. Just socially being, you know, because the main thing is and the main fear is that if things don't go somebody's way, everybody in the club may suffer. Because mm. nowadays it's not safe no, no matter where you are um, because people have hidden weapons they do the fuck they want to and nobody has that sense of honor respect and care for their general area honestly um, it's decreasing more and more and more so in my opinion what I would do is um, make sure <laughs> to notify whoever's in charge like yo this situation don't look sweet so they can deal with it I hurt right. my ear balls. <laughs> nah. I'm trying to be quiet opening this wrap this granola bar wrap. Trying to be quiet. Edit that out. Nah, okay, so I gotta so I gotta in the same vein. It's funny that the you Vasta Franz. The Vasta Franz. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a Vons. laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> so in the same vein, uh I was actually having this conversation with um Alexis mm-hmm. the other day. And there's a video right now. So, 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 so LeBron James does this thing called The Shot, mm-hmm. where he talks to different celebrities, different people, you know. I forgot about that. You know, she he does this thing where he called The Shot where on HBO where he talks to different celebrities and shit in a barbershop or whatever. And he... Oh, sports segment. LeBron just passed the other day 
Michael Jordan for most career points. Fuck that nigga. I, don't know. I mean LeBron James. Um, He's now uh, there's only the four people ahead of him. Okay. Will Chamberlain, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, and I think Co- Kareem. Kobe Bryant surpassed yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. All no, right. I'm saying like he, he he did it, like, but it's it's only points, like. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's it. All the other shit, he's still weak at. No. I saw a, I saw something where they did compare LeBron James to Karl Malone. Oh really? And I was yeah. Karl Malone. Just on Twitter, just just uh, 24 hours ago, because they were talking about the same exact thing. And Karl Malone, in every sense of the word, is better than LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It's like Dude, more more assists, all all types of shit. Karl Malone, low key, they had. Well, I, well, I, look, I read that and I was like, this nigga Karl Malone, they're in their top ten mm-hmm. of all time. Like, yeah. and I didn't realize that. So and one of the most brutal. Really? Because that nigga was elbowing, kneeing, like. Yeah, was, just, I mean, that was first the of all, times, too, the nineties. This you got to put this in the sports section. The nineties. Was a fucking great time for basketball. Like the, they did not. The, it was, shit, it was not in the nineties. Not in the nineties. The was Spartan. Dog, yeah. yeah, nigga. Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, that's true. What's his dog name? I'm uh, you know, with the color hair. Yeah. Dennis Robin. Uh, Robin was not no bitch, dog. Mm-hmm. Robin was. I mean, he, he wore out. a dress. Yeah, yeah. He, he was kind of. A he bitch. was half yeah. a bitch. Yeah, Robin. he was definitely well, he was half a young thug. Best defender. He was he definitely was half a young thug. He was comfortable in his masculinity, just like young thug, and he would still fuck the shit. Uh, would you wear a dress? <laughs> he would. would what? You? He would do what? Fuck. You up in a game. Oh, a basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what were you and Alexis talking about? What was anyway. the length like? <laughs> right. Why you keep asking about niggas' dicks, bro? That's your, that's your own problem. the video. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I'm full, too. Right, right exactly. <laughs> full of dick. Look at Granola. <laughs> Granola. All right. Um, no, we were talking, <laughs> talking about Granola, this. Granola, Granola Robin. Robin. Granola Robin. Granola Robin. Granola Granola Robin. Put words in my mouth now. <laughs> no, so we were talking, and they, on the shop they had meat meals. They had uh, okay, they had meat meals. Who else was on there? Uh, Gerard um, Carmichael. Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael, meat meals, um, and a couple of other people were on there, and they were talking about what you have to do, or like when people ask you when you're famous and you have success, who do you look out for, and how much do you know? Do you are you supposed to look out for everybody? And, you know, some of the comments were, I don't own nobody's shit when I get on or whatever. And if, I don't want to paraphrase too much. I think we should watch the video of the clip that they have on Twitter. And Gerard Carmichael was like, listen, my aunt let me sleep on her couch or whatever. And he basically said some shit like, you know, then she wanted a quarter million dollar condo. And he was like, me sleeping on your couch for a couple nights or whatever for a little bit. And he's like, I can look out for you, but a quarter million dollar condo? That's like a lot of money. What you do is you look out for the people close around you. Right. Like you family, know, you mama, inner, your girl, stuff like that. Inner circle. But and you see who was there for you before you had the money and who was there for you when but you had the money. That, that, that doesn't equate to what the fuck I just did to get to where I need to go. Right. I can, you know, I, I'll look out for you as far as things that are feasible and common sense wise. Right. I'm not going to right, finance right. your whole fucking life because I got right, on, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm not going right. to buy you a house because you're my, you know. I'm going to buy my mama, I'm going to buy my inner, my mama, my grandma, I'm make sure my, my yeah. mom, my parents, and my siblings are on. Right. All mm-hmm. you other motherfuckers, unless you, can, unless you contributed to my success, like if you my cousin, and you was there at every show with the woo. You gonna get? I'm gonna break you off because you roll with me. But the thing, and the thing with me, with me is like, not saying that I wouldn't look out for my family or anything like that. Um, moms, 
immediate family taken care of. My cousins, my aunts, and all them stuff, um, because I know they, they support me, they have my, I'm like, if I go somewhere, you come with me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I know you have uh, talents and gifts and everything that'll get you in the door. Right. So I'll get you around the right people so that you can talk your shit and, you know, finance your own deal. Right. Because I know you have that capability. What I'm not going to do is give you um, either shut up money or enable you to destroy yourself. Right, exactly. And I think, so So my reason for bringing that up is because we're talking about men policing men. And one of the things that I am really fucking sick of, and I'm glad that you brought this up, is people, the new thing is black men. The new thing is black men don't speak up about, black men don't do this, black men don't do that. When the thing with a dude from Empire, Jesse Smollett or whatever mm-hmm. his name is, when that shit happened, people were coming up, they were like, straight black men aren't, Insert whatever the fuck you want to insert here. Mm-hmm. I am sick and tired of people trying to come at black men. Like, it's not our responsibility to do... It's not... As a man... It Okay. If you a female and your friends are hoes and they hoeing or whatever the fuck that they're doing, if, am I going to be like, man, your friends are hoes and it's your fault because you're not policing your wholeness? But, what but, the fuck? But not only that, like, the fact that women... Um, um, they congratulate them in their hold'em. Yeah, in their hold'em. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like um, you see a female out with another nigga, and you know she got a man. Her her friends ain't like, maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, you got a good man at home. Da, da, da. They like, oh, yeah, get that. You know what I'm saying? Right, they, right, right. they egging her on and supporting her and shit like you that. You probably get the equal amount of energy from a dude, though. If he saw his homie out and he was, I know, strong, but yeah. we're we're crucified for that. But nobody <clears throat> brings them good. to the carpet for right. that bullshit. Right, right, because right. women do right. a lot of that shit. And men get called better. out about it. Better than us. Right, better. Better than us. Shit. Um, I was watching um I was watching um uh, a, a, a bunch of interviews. It was a collage of interviews with Morgan Freeman and how he was flirting with women and they were flirting back. Um and then how people were like, Oh, that's so sick and da 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 he's so disgusting. And then there was a montage of other women flirting with random celebrities and being even more inappropriate, but it's looked at as okay because she's a woman. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. If a man flirts and cat calls, it's ugh. But there are women that jump on the soccer fields and grab men's asses, and they might get a fine, but they move on with their life. If a dude jumped onto a basketball court and started slapping women's asses, oof. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I just, the whole whole thing, the whole... Everybody were coming at that video because Meek Mills and Gerard, Carmichael and LeBron, and all these niggas was like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a lookout. But they was like, I don't really. Meek Mills flat out said it like, listen, I get my grams right, then I go, or I get this person right, then how much am I supposed to get grams? Like he's like, I'm a lookout for my people, but I really, I don't owe you. Sh-. Like, and I felt that I don't owe you. I'm a lookout, mm-hmm. but I don't owe you shit. And everybody was on the video talking about, listen, look at these black men talking about how they not gonna do their black mamas and like it's, yeah. it's this new attack on. It's like up for black, like black men can't be honest about shit because it's like, we don't speak up about this or that or the third. It's like, God damn it. The world is fucked up and it's not black men's right, fault. Right, right. It's not the fault of black men. Right. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because I really haven't, I really take offense and have an issue with that. Stop trying to, stop trying to call us as a unit out. Like it's, it's my job. To, Cause I feel the same way. I'm like, I right. don't owe nobody shit. Right. I'm a lookout. Of, and obviously, and I'm a lookout for niggas like T.S. Right. Y'all, y'all, my inner circle of right. niggas. Right. We gonna and get you know, on together. You know, we you have the same energy for you. Right. Exactly. Right. So we gonna get on together, and I'm gonna, like you said, we gonna put each other in the right circles and shit. If I get on, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look out for super duper shout out to my nigga. Yeah. I'm gonna look out for my grandmother and my siblings. Right. But niggas, random aunties and aunties, you know niggas coming coming out like, oh, you should man, you slept in my house when you was five years old. You can eat my ass at this point because I'm like, nah. Well, bro. let me let me play for that that section of carpet. Exactly, exactly. Like, like no, nah, you're not slick, bro. So I'm just I just don't like this whole thing of like black men. Don't be petty with me. Every every time some every time oh wow yeah every time something comes out it's like black men it's black men aren't doing. Insert whatever the fuck's going on right now. Black men aren't speaking up, or black men are d- down in women. It's like what the fuck. And to a to addendum to that, because like back to the club thing. If I come up and you know I look out for my brother, yo, this shit ain't a good look. We shouldn't do this. Da 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 da. And I said my piece, and I pull you away, and you go back to where that wherever you was. That's you on, on you. your own, dog. Right. That's on you. I'm, I'm, it is not my job to babysit you, G. Right. All right. So we got same topic, but we're talking about white men and black men. Is there different standards that people that they're held up? For absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and not every to, every, like facet, every facet of social um, level is 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 uh, has different standards for everything, uh, um, wealth, uh, gender, uh, race, class, all that. Like they, I could be different... making thirty five grand a year, letting everyone you know, good for you, but they'd be you know, Russ, why aren't you making sixty grand a year? What's up with you? Or um, uh, are you making that good, that that pretty good money now? You know, because right. you know, black people right. actually have no sense of wealth. Right. Um, which is why we when we when we get to certain levels, we do stupid shit and then learn the hard way. Oh, maybe I should invest or da 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 da. Because right, right, right. we don't really have that teaching overall. You right. know what I mean? It's not the same you as have your money making money for you. Right, type shit. right. Or learning how to generate invest. multiple streams of income and stuff like that. We get a uh, hundred thousand or five hundred thousand, a million, and you we almost kill ourselves <laughs> with the, with the little money we got absolutely um so it's not it i don't think with the black community it's like you know um oh you making 30k why don't you make it 60k it's more like why are you not pouring back into your uh, in your community you got this much money you know this needs to be fixed this needs to be taken care of and that's not my fucking job exactly though exactly i just i feel like this is i don't want to say attack but no it's an attack it's it's, it's definitely this new thing and I see it, and I don't even want to be that nigga to say it, but I see it a lot in black women saying it about what black men aren't doing. And we need to... But they can't look at themselves and, you know, they expect the, a guy to do everything for them. Like, you're going to be the man in the house, you're going to make all the money, you're going to... You yeah, know? right, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you too? It's like, if, if we're going to play the, if we're gonna play this role and shit, please don't what's, speak... What's that one uh, uh, black dude who's always in his car talking about some issue that somebody brought up on Twitter? Buzz Lightyear? Uh-uh. Godfrey. Yeah, no, it was some some uh, black dude who always be like, uh, "Man, I need da 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 da." But if you listen to his yep, his um that. his speech, he's always downing black men. He's always downing black men. Yeah. He's always saying how you know niggas ain't shit. They probably live with their mother and and doing all this other stuff. Where he does not have um a sound in any sound advice for men at all. He just caters to the women who send him. The questions and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, so he's just there for the views. Because yeah. he's not fixing yeah. the problems or telling people, you know, no, he's just No, he's creating more problems. Yeah. because just spreading the gossip and lighting the fire more. Right. Because one of the things was about the 50-50 thing, where it's like, you know, um, one lady was like, you know, if he does rent, I'll pay for utilities. If we go to the movies and he does, you know, pays for the movie, I do the snacks type of thing. Right. Kind of like a partnership thing right. that they've yes. worked out within their relationship. Yes. Every right. relationship is different, and what works for one relationship won't work for another. So may not one, work for another. Right, won't, may not work for another. Right. And they each have their own uh, set of rules and set of uh, cooperation standards that they've come together to make the relationship work. 
You cannot across the board tell people that you should be doing this because this is what you're supposed to yeah, be doing. There's no cookie cutter responsibility for any amount of relationship. Right. I Especially, mean, there are standards, right? You right. have to respect right. your other your partner, but right. I guess what that means for every relationship is different. Right. right. Whatever works for this relationship right. may not work for yours and vice yeah, versa. Maybe there really isn't a cookie cutter or anything. Like, you have to have respect, period, but mm-hmm. what that means, the the details of it is right. defined right. with your relationship. Right. It's kind of like way back when, when we talked about, I forget what it was exactly, the question, how you like being loved or something like that. And um, a lot of love it, languages? Yeah, like touch or... Yeah. Um, gifts, um, yeah. um, conversation, it's, affection, that type of thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. like everyone's obviously different, you mm-hmm. know. People, so no, there's no cookie cutter way for anything. Period, and well, there's always a gray zone. But you know, I'm in. Um, I won't say I've dated many women. I have a dated a variety of women to where I've noticed that um, they like different things. One likes to talk on the phone. One would rather text. One would rather be in person. One likes to be touched. One doesn't really like affection unless they initiate it. You know, there's different right. levels to a different um, facets to everybody's personality. Um, the thing about it is, if you say you care about someone, if you say you love them, you will either learn about their mm-hmm. love languages or you leave them alone. Like, right. because I don't think that's something that a lot of people can compromise on. Yeah. Uh, in certain areas, of course, there are some ways you can compromise. You like me to be more affectionate, I'll work on that. You know what I mean? You like talking on the phone, even though I don't like doing it, I will compromise because I know that's something that you like to do. Right. And because I care about you, I want to be that person who can meet those needs for you. Right, yeah. Um, now, we got way off the whole <laughs> uh, other target, good, but right, right. Yeah, it's a good segue into uh, um, just people policing themselves and um, having some sense of decency uh, when they deal with people. Um, the main thing is learning how to be a better person yourself towards yourself. I think that learn that will help you learn how to be better towards those you encounter. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of fucked up shit going on <laughs> in the world. Yeah. So <laughs> fucked up story of the week. This actually comes from our good neighbors in China. Oh. Cody, speak more. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> you got stuff in your mouth. Granola. <laughs> <laughs> He's a special K protein bar now. Actually, special K. So, are there more of those? All right. So, fucked up story of the week for week nineteen of not politically correct or episode nineteen for not politically correct. Did that on purpose to help you edit the headline. <laughs> that means I gotta edit. The headline is. Drunk man's eyeball falls out of his eye socket after tripping and he doesn't even realize it until it's too late and doctors can't reattach it. How how did he not realize it? Right. I don't like, doesn't know. That look he different? doesn't know. So it's clearly like, a super spark note of the story is that <laughs> this dude got stupid drunk. Somehow he fell and his eyeball fell out. His family found him in a pool of his own blood. They rush him to the hospital, and six hours after he was at the hospital and doctors were working on him, the family found his eyeball. <laughs> but by that time, the doctors were like, yeah, this eyeball has been out of his home for too long. 
we can't put it back. Mr. So Mr. Potato Head is ass. <laughs> yeah, he can just have a false eyeball or something else like that. But he can't have his actual eyeball anymore. You guys keep that for souvenir, I guess. But n- <laughs> he doesn't remember um, how he fell and his eyeball fell out. And I I don't even know how. Like, That's got to be some force to make your eye. You know. Yeah, I I don't. Right, like, I that? feel like he was lying because he couldn't remember. I feel like one of his family members fucked him up. Like he was drunk and they were pissed <laughs> off. Jump out of here. And they uh, they kill Bill his ass and like, you don't remember, right? <laughs> yeah. So and then they found it conveniently placed somewhere else. Un- un- yeah, un- like undamaged. Like- yeah, because I mean the dude was in a pool of his own blood. If his eyeball fell out, there's probably blood trails leading to the eyeball to a baseball bat. <laughs> Maybe they were drunk too. Yeah. Right, everybody was playing Operation. Maybe game. their sports team lost. <laughs> Butts in six. Right, so snake eyes. Snake. <laughs> that that would have been a way better uh, headline for that that story for snake sure. Eyes. Yeah. So that's the fucked up story of um, Snake Eye, episode nineteen. The fun fact of the week. Since we're talking about accountability, looking again. out for your mons. Wait a minute, say that again. That's the fucked up story of episode nineteen. Yes. The fun fact that <laughs> there was a lot, of, a lot of shit going on. I didn't want to be that guy. McCoy's that guy, and he made it awkward. So the fun fact, <laughs> the fun fact of episode nineteen. Uh, since we're talking about being accountable and. Holding your man's responsible. Yeah. I need everybody to be to make sure if you're in France, be responsible. <laughs> because Uh-oh. for whatever reason, Uh-oh. in France, <laughs> it is legal to marry a dead person. Well, didn't they do that in Ireland? Don't know. The ghost of the pirate. Yeah, that chick married a ghost. Really a ghost, not an actual. Oh, so there's a difference person. between a dead ghost and a live ghost. No, there's a difference between a marrying a spirit <laughs> and marrying a, a body. A dead body that has no spirit. <laughs> but so it's just part of it that's separated, right? Because doesn't spirit, like people believe, like your soul and it's like inside of you, kind of thing, and then yeah, when you yeah, die. Yep, yep. I yep. don't get the difference. Okay. Yep, yep. Don't marry dead people. That's pretty much it. No necrophilia. It's not nice. There's no consent. Dead people can't consent. I mean, there's a lot of weird legal things and illegal, you know, but has do you have a story that someone did marry a dead person? No, it's just a list of fun facts and stuff that I read off of. Okay. Yep. Ari <laughs> <laughs> So, in summation, this is episode 19 of Not Politically Correct. It's your homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. You can make sure to follow me on Twitter at CNovaKPZ. And you can comment on our Facebook group, Not Politically Correct Podcast. It's usually where we drop the pod anyhow. Drop comments. That's where we will be dropping the fucked up story of the week. And um, any other random news and conversations and crap. Huzzah! Yeah. McCoy? It's your boy. Real McCoy, we already know what the fuck going on. Vodka Victor. Vodka, Vodka Victor, I like that. Hey. Vodka Victor. Hey. I like that. Uh, Jim Jeremy and shit, just. Um, <laughs> Jim George. Um, yeah. Jim Jim. You can find me on uh, Twitter at. Really, it's the only place you really need to even catch me at. Nickname Nathaniel here. Just is, let uh, me do my thing. Okay. <laughs> Twitter at Real McCoy KPZ. 
Um, yes, episode 19. Uh, Russ, the bar man, aka Tony Russ. Um, also, uh, besides where you can find me, um, you didn't be say sure. Russ the bus. Be sure. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Rust the bus yeah, says. I, I was <laughs> waiting on Rust the bus so we can go all <laughs> I still did it. Fine, fuck it. Rust the bar, man. <laughs> Teddy Rust, smooth fingers. Rust the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think your back tire is leaking, oh. homie. The <laughs> <laughs> slow leaking shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, radio ass well, leak. I just I wanted put it to in say um, shout outs to the classic shop for having one of the merchandise um, worn and advertised by Charlemagne the God. I oh. think that's dope as fuck. Um, classic shop is run by Nicole M uh, from Milwaukee. Um, so Lilo go Allen. check her out. I don't know. Lilo Allen is a Papyrus and Charms, and she's in the Bronzeville collection. S C H O P P E. Is that that one? Yeah, S H. S H O P P E. Yep. So check them out. They got dope merchandise. Uh, support, support, support. My name is Cody. <laughs> My name is Cody. <laughs> and we are finished. A.K. <laughs> <Eke> Brody. A.K. <laughs> Homer. A.K. Nickname Nathaniel. Y'all don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't even right, know me. You in this bitch. You can show me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not... Signing out until we hear again. So, episode 19. <laughs> gang, gang!